You heard it here first. I mean, we don't remember what it <laughs> was, but you heard it here first. <laughs> hello, 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 and welcome to Well Shit. It really is that simple. I'm Claire. And I'm Serena. On this podcast, we help you to understand about your 12 universal needs, why they are currently not being well met, how to meet them in ways that work for you, and how to consistently do so in quick, easy, and simple ways that fit seamlessly into your life. We'll also help you to understand how doing so will have a positive ripple effect in literally every area of your life. If you like what you hear, sign up for more support with meeting your needs with your weekly universal needs notes at theuniversalneeds.com. And enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, everyone. So it has been such a nice weekend here. It's And it's weird, actually, because we're recording on a Monday. We don't normally record on a Monday. Normally, <laughs> this is like Monday. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, is it Friday? But we just had a weekend. Like, my brain's confused. But it, I mean, it was a nice weekend, though. Like, we had a really, we had a really chilled time, actually. We had a really nice day yesterday. Yes. Went out on the boat for a little bit. Was that yesterday? No, that was two days ago. See? Zero concept of time. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was two days ago. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, no clue. So Saturday was really nice. Um, (laughs) Went out, chilled out on the boat, went and played some mini golf. Um, I had peas with fish and chips for the first time. (laughs) So um, so those of you not from the UK, um, I I wanted to have fish and chips. It was a kind of little memorial to a family member for me on uh, on Saturday and um, we were going to have fish and chips because that's what my family back in the UK were doing and uh, Serena was going to go and get the fish and chips for us from the from the grocery store so we could make it when we got back uh, and I said oh you need to get some frozen peas and the look of horror and disgust on her <laughs> face and she was like what do you mean I'm gonna get frozen peas I'm like because that's what you have with fish and chips she's like no. <laughs> exactly. No, no, it is not. It is, like, it is not. <laughs> actually, technically, you probably should have mushy peas because that's really what we do. I'm not a fan of mushy peas, so I just have regular frozen peas. I actually had to pull up images of it on Google to prove to her that this is how the Brits do fish and chips. Well, and then I had to challenge her on whether the Brits were correct in how they did fish and chips, and she just kind of looked at me. Where do you think it came from? But <laughs> Well, I mean, and, I mean, let's go a little further. I mean, let's be honest. Where did it come from, like, as with most of our food? culture things or not a lot of our food culture Mm -hmm. things it really didn't come from us like apparently it came from when um uh, london was um london had a docks and it was kind of a very central uh, area for ships and for um commerce and uh, and the londoners decided to take the the fried fish from the jewish community and the pommes frites i.e the fries from the french community and put it together and made fish and chips so it wasn't even our concoction we we nicked it from i mean maybe we brought the peas to the party i mean that could that seems legit that seems legit that you guys (laughs) brought the pee to the party Um, anyway we end up and the the, the brilliant thing about it was is that we were sat there eating dinner and she was like begrudgingly like this kind of works actually (laughs) I'm like I was not happy to admit it but um I don't think I'll do it often but I I may not turn as a high nose up to it the next time somebody <laughs> says, do you want peas with your fish, fish and, and chips? chips. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. So it's been a culture weekend, but yeah, it's kind of weird that it's Monday because we don't normally do this on a Monday. Um, not that it matters to you listening, although it probably will. It might be Monday where you are because these 
release on a Monday. So if you're watching, if you're watching or listening as and when it happy came Monday. out, <laughs> happy Monday. And if not, happy whatever day it is, wherever you are listening and whenever you're listening. Um, anyway, <laughs> while we get distracted, as we do, um, today we are talking about something that's really important and something that a lot of the time there's a bit of confusion over. And that is the importance of taking breaks and why not everything we always think of as taking a break is actually taking a break well and a real break you may be taking a break from one One thing thing, and then switching focus to another (laughs) well and this is actually how this whole conversation started was i think it was last year we were having a conversation i remember that you were (laughs) you're asking me to recall last year I mean, you, you we can barely to figure recall. out what day it is today. <laughs> I was going to say, we can barely recall it was two days ago we were on the boat. So yeah, anyway, um, I'm pretty sure it was last year sometime. Uh, Serena and I were talking and, and she had a lot going on and there was a lot happening in her life. And she was like, but I'm, I'm taking regular breaks. Like I'm I'm in the middle of working and then I'm uh, then I'm doing this. I'm taking a break and doing this. And, and then she was like, and then I take a, like, then I'll stop and then I'll take a break and do this. And what she was talking about, generally speaking, was like, oh, I'll take a break from work to go do the dishes or I'll take a break from work to go do the laundry. And I was like, and I remember having this conversation with my poster. I was like, you know that task switching is not the same as taking a break, right? Well, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I think that probably was was one of the responses responses to what I said. Yeah. And I remember this kind of like, face kind of dawning on her like if you want to see the face go check it out on youtube or patreon watch the podcast yeah and and it was and it was that moment of like but oh oh really i tried i tried to justify it first i was like but i'm 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 I'm, oh i'm wrong and you're right damn it and it's not a wrong or right thing it's just a hey that makes more sense than what i was going to try to regurgitate well and this is the thing is that so often especially because we're busy and we have a lot going on in our lives that that this is what we tend to do is that we tend to be like okay so i'm going to take a break from this thing and I'm actually going to switch to do this thing. But that's not taking a break. It's just switching from one thing to another. And it's like, yes, we might decide that we're going to switch from a very brain intensive activity to an activity that doesn't require much brain input at all. But that doesn't mean to say that we're actually taking a break. And I remember saying to her, you know, it's okay to just rest, right? but I have to do this and 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 I have to do this. And you know it's okay to just rest, right? Hmm. And meet my needs. Oh, well, that's a thing. Maybe we should do a podcast about that. We should. Let's talk about that after this (laughs) podcast. Glad you about guys are listening. Meeting me. Yeah, it's that it's that thing. And I think the thing is about is that we are so conditioned into believing that we need to constantly be productive. And it's interesting. So I Productive we, and progressing. Like yes. I feel like that's like Absolutely. Well, a lot of the times that's almost the definition of productive is you have to be progressing in order for you to be considered productive. This is not where I thought we were gonna go today, but this is how it works on the podcast. Um This is the thing, is that a lot of the time we are trying to be productive because we're trying to actually get our value need met. 
and that what we're trying to do is that we're trying to prove that we have value and this 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 feeling of like we have to constantly be doing something to prove I'm good enough to prove I'm worthy to prove my place to prove my value to prove my skill whatever it is and we've got so used to doing that that the concept of rest where it feels like we are doing nothing not true because we're actually meeting our needs just saying um but the, the idea is that we're not doing anything quote unquote productive but we are because it's productive to meet your needs <laughs> just saying uh, <laughs> i'm having a moment today <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going with it. Um, this is the thing is that we have this thing that we have to be doing something. We have to be contributing something to others. We have to be contributing to something outside of ourselves to be seen as productive. And we have to be seen as productive to be seen as worthy. And if we have to be productive seen, to be seen as worthy, that seen as worthy, that's the way that we get our value need met. And so often this idea of rest, like actually just taking care of us stopping and taking care of ourselves while very productive because what it's doing is it's building the resources in the tank so that we can when we decide to do something else be more productive in that thing it's not seen as quote-unquote valuable because it's not seen as quote-unquote valuable to the rest of the world when in actual fact we are demonstrating through that rest that we are worthy of rest that we are worthy of having our needs met and when you think about it, I mean, there's so many times in life that I can think back to times where it's like, no, I need to get this done. I need to get this done. And I do that task swishing. Task, <laughs> task swishing? Task swishing? Switching. I don't know. I think I quite like task switching. Whatever. <laughs> squishing. Squishing. Task squishing. See, now we can't even think of what I just said. <laughs> We're doing real good. Whatever it is. I like it. I think this is a new term that might catch on. <laughs> Use it. Yes. Hashtag squishing, <laughs> stitching, whatever it is, but it's not switching. <laughs> Put in your own word. You heard it here first. I mean, we don't remember what it, <laughs> what was, it was, but you heard it here heard first. It. <laughs> um, and I think back to the times that I did give myself the actual break and the rest and how much more productive I was and how much I actually got done and where I was at when I picked up the task. Like, sometimes mind-blowingly it's right. like I could have done this okay if I had just progressed along but the fact that I stop and rest now I'm like damn I did some shit like well, and not only that but you'll probably do it in a quicker time as well it's oh, like yeah. it might have taken you two hours to do okay it's taking you 15 minutes to do amazing because you actually have the resource to do it right and my brain's not like smoking it's like actually connecting and functioning <laughs> as it's meant to um, or as it does like and, uh, very mindful of like as it's meant to whether in whichever way your brain, brain. functions yes. whether you're neurotypical neurodiverse or whatever um, the other thing that's really important to remember about task switching especially when it comes to um, your working life and I remember this was a big thing that came up for me I was I was in a very very toxic work environment many many years ago where I was being asked to juggle so many different things and I was actually being asked to do way more than I actually had the capacity to do within the, the time frame and I remember I had to go and make a case to my manager as to why I either needed some more resources or I needed less on my plate um not a very constructive conversation because even with all the evidence they basically just said do more and I went <laughs> I think I'm handing in my resignation actually that's kind of how that conversation went um but I remember that as I was putting together the evidence to take to him to say look as a manager you I need your help in prioritizing or resource handling because this is not physically possible and the thing about it is, is that when we are doing one task 
and we then switch to another task, it takes a while. There is something called switch time, which is the time it takes for our brain to get out of this mode of working, she says, pointing in one direction, um, realizing that people sometimes are listening just on the audio, um, to this way of working, she says, pointing to another area of the screen. Um, we, so it's like, like there is a time it takes, so we lose time every time we switch tasks. So where I was doing a job where I was constantly like switching tasks left, right, and center, I was losing a lot of my actual hours of my day in that task switching where I'm like, okay, I'm doing this. And if you're doing one thing, you're kind of in it and your your brain's kind of on that track. And then all of a sudden I've got to do, like say I'm doing something with spreadsheets one minute and the next minute I'm doing something creative using like graphic design tools. Not that's what I was doing at the time, but it is what I could be doing now. Like what I do in my day-to-day job now, that is a realistic thing is that, there are different parts of my brain that are required for that different thing. And it takes a while for like the bits of the brain that were functioning to be like, oh, we're not using our room. And then the other ones to go, whoa, oh, our time, like try and get back up to speed again. So every time you do that, you lose time. So the more you task switch, the less effective you actually are and the less time, the less effectively using your time and resources. So not only are you not taking a break, you're actually losing some of that time and resource in that switch taking place. Well, and I can only imagine too that like normally when we task switch, it's to get out of where we're at. So like you brought up the work situation. Mm-hmm. Towards the end of my last job, I was doing a lot of bill auditing. I was doing- By the way, congratulations, somebody's full time on the universal Yay. needs now. That's what she means by it was like, it's the first time on the podcast that she's not said my other job. It's my last job. It's like, my last job. Yes. My previous job. Full time on the team now. We're loving that. Sorry, I had to make a little moment. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I've distracted you now. Yeah, I haven't. Choo-choo, um, We're talking about task switching. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so I was doing like bill auditing and stuff. And then mm. I'd be like, I need to get out of this space. And then I'd do something like completely different I'd go into craft mode but then like that switch like the more drastic the switch Mm -hmm. the longer the time it took me to be able to switch until I got into the groove and then it's like okay I've burned my thumb too many times with the glue gun let me go and do this and it was something completely different so then my brain had to get out of a completely different state Mm -hmm. like and sometimes that can be a good thing because it's like okay I, I'm, I'm maxed out in this kind of brain work and mm-hmm. right when you're doing like a full-time job and you're like actually now I need to do something different so so that that part of my brain can get a break and now I'm going to switch to something else like that's okay to do and it's actually a good to- it's a good technique to use to kind of stop yourself from burning out but if you're switching from this to that to this to that to this to that and back and forth constantly all the all that time like yeah it's like ding it's like the cat's watching tennis yeah doing um yeah it's like that whole thing of like the amount of time and energy and resources you're you're losing by doing that is quite profound um it kind of i'm kind of chuckling to myself in my head right now i'm like i always used to really pride myself on being a multitasker right and i am a proficient multitasker i can have balls up in the air and know which balls are there and sometimes it's not always but I'm like gosh what is that doing to my brain like Mm -hmm. sometimes it is necessary but I used to do it as the norm because I I, I, what I can do (laughs) pretty I mean 
I know. Like pretty much. Like I, I look how good I am at all these things. I'm juggling and I'm doing them all. Like I'm trying to prove myself. And then like, what would I'm happen? Trying People to would get be like, my value need met. Look maybe. at this girl with all of her balls. Let's throw her ten more. She's right. got it. She's a good multitasker. And then I learned how to juggle from three balls to fifty-six balls. And I'm like, well, not like. Some of them are going to drop. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck, <laughs> Fuck yes. that shit. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and the thing about it is, it's like, how do we do this? Like, it's like, um, there's a, that old the old saying, work smarter, not harder. And it's like, how do we utilize how we work? And the, the thing- 20 rule. The, the ways that we work. Yeah. What's the, the 20% of, going to take 20% of the effort and create 80% of the result. And actually, if it, what's the way of doing that is sometimes by chunking and focusing time for periods of time on different things. But if you're ping-ponging back and forth it's like you'll lose it that's not a smart way of working because of that that switch time that happens in the brain and then when it comes to like other things where it's like especially when you have a less formal job maybe where you work at home um or you work from home and it's like oh I'm working but I can see those dishes piling up and I can see the laundry needs to be done and I can see that that whatever else has to be done around the house because that's what we see when we're at home and it's like oh well um I'm going to take a break from work to do another form of work which could be a good way of time managing but if the reason you're needing a break is because you need rest and that was the context in which the conversation initially came up was like you need to rest you need a break and you're like oh, I take a break regularly and then I do this and then I do this and then I do I'm like that's not rest <laughs> That's just doing more shit. <laughs> I mean, it's important stuff and it might need to get done, but it's not the same as taking a break and really resting. Mm-hmm. And like, and we, we, we are all, uh, we all have this within us and we all do this. I remember uh, recently we had a very intense project that we were involved with <laughs> and um, we both, we both pushed our capacity on it. I think that's safe to say. And we, I mean, we were in choice. We were in choice yeah. in doing it. We, but we, we, we knew we had time to recover. We knew we could recover afterwards. So we made a choice because of the varying factors at the time to prioritize different needs and then make sure we took the time to meet the need for our rest and energy afterwards. Oh, she says, bouncing off the pop shield. Um, so I remember saying to Serena, um, I'm like, I'm like, I have hit the wall and Pretty much for the two days after that event, I did not leave bed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I left bed to go to the bathroom, just to clarify. <laughs> like, yes, I did. Uh, I basically went from the bed to the bathroom and from the bed to the door to get the food delivery that I then ate in bed. Like, that's pretty much what I did for two days. And Claire doesn't, it's very <laughs> rare that Claire goes completely down. Yes. Like, and this is what, I mean, it was just... I knew what I needed to do and I knew what I was going to do to prioritize and that was my nothing. <laughs> yeah, and I did nothing. Um, that's exactly what I did. And there were times where like, like someone came and visited me during that time. And I remember I was lying there talking to them, but I had my eyes closed. Like I didn't even open my eyes. I'm like, this is what, and it was someone who's very close to me. And like, so was very supportive to be there and um, somebody who understood that. So I didn't have to, that, that was the only person who would have been allowed in my space at that point. I think there are two people who would have been allowed in my space, them and Serena, that's it. Um, so, um, so yeah, I, I, and I was like, I know how depleted I am right now. I've made the choice to do that. And now I'm making the choice to fill the tank back up again. And I remember saying to Serena, if I have the capacity, I will do some work because 
that was the key part, the key phrase. If I have the capacity, and there's no way I would have compromised my capacity to do some work. And Serena responded saying, Don't you love it when I feed your own stuff back to you? It's it's my favorite thing in the whole world. Well, because she said that, and we have, we, we always have a lot of work to do. Like, oh yeah, (laughs) there's never not something to do with the universal needs. But coming off the fact that she had been in bed for two days and I appreciated that she wanted to get back to work, I'm like, shouldn't you let your brain rest too? Well, I remember I said, I said, like, if I have the capacity, I'll work. And you went, or you could just rest. (laughs) And I was like, well, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I could. And maybe that's the better use of my time. Like, Mm -hmm. and again, that like, even in that situation, even though I would have done it in line with my capacity, actually it would have been like, and and capacity isn't like an on off switch. Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh, I've got capacity. Oh, no, I don't. I've got capacity. No, I don't. I don't. It's a facial thing that goes with that. It's kind of fun. Um, watch it on the video if you aren't already. Um, so it's that it, we're in that point where it's like, oh, I've got the capacity to do this, as in I can do this. But actually, sometimes it's like I want to build more capacity. I want to build more internal resources because I know that that means that when I get back to it, one, I'm not going to drain my capacity quickly. And two, I'm probably going to be more effective than I would do if I did it, which within the capacity, but not comfortably in it or not in a place where I know I can put out without compromising myself and going back to that. Oh, like, it's like, it's almost like, okay, I haven't got capacity. I've got a bit of capacity. Oh, and I've done something, I'm back down the capacity again. And I've done something, done the, build the capacity. Oh, I've got capacity, I can do something. Oh, I've used the capacity down again. So rather than doing that, it's like, I've got some capacity. Oh, hold on a second. Let's say, let's build, we can do it a little bit more in the tank. So it's like, I'm going to build the tank to here. And then when I do something, I'm down here. I'm not going back down to zero again. Well, it kind of, we use, um, when we talk about capacity, a lot of, and just filling your tanks, we use like the gas gauge as mm-hmm. kind of, you know, a model because yeah, most people get the concept of you put the gas in and it's a full tank. Petrol for other countries. Petrol. Petrol. <laughs> I'm Americanizing her. She <laughs> is. Uh, I'm hanging on to the use by a thread, guys. I seriously, <laughs> like everybody listening from the UK, I'm trying. I really am. But she, she fed me peas with my. Uh, I did. I fed her <laughs> like, peas with, with, with the fish and chips. She, they weren't mushy, trying. but um, like, we'll get there. <laughs> Like, no, we won't. No, we won't. No, I don't even like mushy peas. We're not going to get there. <laughs> and now we're back on the peas. <laughs> and there goes the fucking choo-choo train again. Where Gas tank, petrol yes. tank. <laughs> when you fill your car up with, or your vehicle up with gas or petrol, mm-hmm. whatever it is, most of the time, chances are you aren't getting to a quarter of a tank getting empty and then filling it back up to a quarter tank and then letting it empty and then filling it back up to a quarter tank. The idea is, the optimal idea is to fill the tank up completely when you get down, hopefully. And so you can go good, much longer before you need to fill again. And the good rule of thumb is don't let your tank get past, you know, I think. Quarter tank, half a tank, whatever I, it is. My grandfather was like, once a quarter has gone, I'm like that. Mm. Mm. <laughs> but 
So I'm going to add something here um, for us to be aware of in terms of the equity and interconnectedness pieces of the need stuff is that sometimes it is a privilege to be able to fill the tank, both mm-hmm. physically and metaphorically speaking. So sometimes like I had the privilege of lying in bed for two days. I knew that wasn't going to be detrimental to my health. I knew it wasn't going to be detrimental to my, to my finances. I was going to keep a roof over my head. And so for some people, you don't have the capacity to fill the tank up again. Sometimes you have the capacity to get a little in the tank, then you got to do some more. The tank gets empty. You got to fill the tank. So sometimes that is how it needs to be done. So this is not any kind of criticism or judgment for that. And we are very mindful of that. It is a privilege to be able to fill your gas tank, especially with what's been happening lately in terms of gas prices mm-hmm. and petrol prices in the UK and other places in the world. Um, that, it, that That's a privilege. Like some people don't have the funds to be able to fill the tank. So they do have to do it quarter of a tank at, at a time because that's what they need to get them through to the next part where they get paid again mm-hmm. okay now i can fill the tank again but the tank's nearly empty it reminds me of um do you remember that um movie in time with justin timberlake um, i don't know whether you've seen it um it's a phenomenal um representation of our life and our system and our social system um and what it is is that people have on their uh, on their arms like a countdown number and it's like how many minutes they've got uh, how many seconds minutes days, weeks, months, years left of time that they have. Um, And so when that goes down to zero, you perish, you expire immediately. And I think what happened was, I can't remember what the backstory was, but basically everyone looks about the age of 21, but they have these things on their arms that that dictate basically when somebody lives and when somebody dies. Um, and so in the poorer, and it, the, the the world is like separated into these zones. And there are some zones which are like the poorer zones, and there are some zones which are like the richer zones. In the poorer zones, everybody runs everywhere because you have no time to spare. You have to make the most of every single second because everything is literally life and death. And it's like, if you don't get, if you get a, a pay cut, you might not be able to take the bus. Well, if you can't take the bus, that's time. So time is the currency, basically. And it's like, oh God, I've got to, I've got to run. And there's a, a scene very early on, and I won't kind of spoil it for anybody who wants to watch it. But um, this person is meant to get on the bus, and they um, don't have enough to get on the bus. And two people try to run to meet each other, so because you can, you can swap it over. So I could like put my arm against Serena's and I could give her some of my time. Um, And these two people try to meet because the person's going to run out and they run out before they get to each other. And like, it's that. Um, But then when you go to the richer areas of the, of the, uh, of the world, everybody is taking it slow and they can do whatever they want because they've got absolutely, they've got the privilege of all the time they want. And the reality is that these days, time is money, money is time. Like if you have money, you can afford to have a car, which will get you somewhere in five minutes versus maybe needing to take the bus, which might take 20 minutes, or maybe needing to walk, which might take an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't taken a bus in a while, so I'm not sure whether the the, the, the options I gave there actually worked out. But you get the mess, you get the idea. Um, the same thing, like if you um, if you don't if you have the money, maybe you can hire a nanny to help or a babysitter to help with your childcare, so that you don't have to do childcare 
and working and doing dinner and laundry and all those sorts of things. So there's an inherent privilege that we have in being able to take time to fill the tanks. And it was just that that movie, I'm sure we will come back to it on another episode because it's a really great representation of like um, our social system and how it relates to our needs. And that's obviously a direct link, like you run out of time, you're gone. Mm -hmm. Um, But in actual fact, we don't realize how much that actually translates to our living experience and to different people at different levels of privilege and marginalization. So I just wanted to say in the context of the gas tanks thing, thing, like we have privilege in being able to fill our gas tank. Yes. Both literally being able to fill our gas tank and actually sometimes in taking the time to do that as well. Yeah, and that's why I'm not sure if you could, like I was trying to choose my words very Mm. consciously Mm -hmm. because I do, I realize that, you know, like I said, optimally, I wish everybody had the same, right, like abilities and unfortunately that's not the case but letting yourself get to empty i mean so little can be done when we're at empty Mm -hmm. and i think that so it's like do whatever we can to fill the tank wherever we can and we may not have the funds to be able to um fill the gas tank like as in literally fill the gas tank but sometimes we can take even if it's just a couple of minutes to fully completely rest and that's the thing is that like when we're talking about taking a break Obviously, in an ideal world, we'd take an hour's break. We'd take half a day off. We'd take a week off and go on vacation. Like, that's in an ideal world. But sometimes it's just as simple as just stopping for two minutes and giving yourself a full break. Close your eyes for two minutes and take a deep breath. Allow your body to relax. Allow your brain to just idle for a second. Um, Sticking with the car analogy, apparently. Um, and And not have to think about anything. It doesn't mean to say you're wrong for thinking anything, but just it doesn't have to focus on anything. It doesn't have to focus, your eyes don't have to focus on the screen. All those sorts of things that can be really helpful in terms of taking a break. And I know that you had an experience recently um, where this came up for you um, when you recently got COVID, right? Yeah, um, I just just recovered from another, another bout of um, that lovely COVID thing that keeps going around and around. COVID sucks. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. you, COVID. Um, and over the past couple of years of doing this work, I have learned, you know, that filling my tank is important. And and I'm going to pause you a second. Yes, that's how you've learned in the last probably couple of years. How would you have related to that a couple of years ago? Like before you did this work, how would you have related to, I'm sick and I have a bunch of work to do? I would have done the work. Yeah, exactly. Not because I wanted to either. Uh Uh-huh. Because expectations of others, uh, like... Expectations of self. Of self, my value. Even if the expectations weren't there for others, like... Oh, yeah, I'd put it on myself. Right, absolutely. Oh, yeah, like... Mm -hmm. Ew. Yeah. Like, I think back to, like... (laughs) Like, sometimes I think back, I'm like, oh, why did I do that to myself? Because this time, I mean, I... It it took me out. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it took, right. it knocked me on my ass. And I was already as it came on the tail end of us making the choice to, you know, put ourselves out a little bit more and then I really had to recover. And there was work for this, there's stuff that I wanted to do on my own. And I'm like, no, I mean my brain could do it right now, but no, it needs to rest too, because I think a lot of times and I this was a real realization during this last process when I was sick is that we allow our body to be the trigger of, okay, I'm better now. And it's because I'm feeling physically better. And yeah, I can get up to do the things around the house, but 
my brain was still like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm like a week behind your body. Mm-hmm. And just because you can physically do it doesn't mean to say you don't have that kind of mental cloudiness or tiredness or fatigue that comes but, with being sick as well. That's a that's another symptom in our conditioned ability to push through it and not even realize that Mm -hmm. we're doing it. And I think that was the big thing for me this time around was realizing that that, that's a conditioning that I feel like I have to do this because of this, 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 and this. And that I knew I could push my brain because my body was there. Like when my body's depleted and there are some times when my brain completely fries and it's Mm -hmm. incomplete sentence. I mean, I can go completely just like, blah, blah, I can, blah, blah, blah. I can verify this. <laughs> there are times where she looks at me and she's like, what am I trying to say? <laughs> Luckily, I know her well enough that I can normally fill in the, gla- the, the gaps. There was a cross between the blanks and the gaps. <laughs> there you go. Another one. You yeah. heard it here first. Heard it here first. <laughs> um, but it's much better if we don't have to because you're able to actually function fully. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, yeah. And it's like, it's interesting how like so many of the, so much of the time we have this kind of conditioning around like, what are the things that we should be doing? What are the things that we shouldn't be doing? And like one of the things that comes up, I hear this so much from clients is like, oh God, I just wasted the entire day the other day. I just watched Netflix. So I wasted the entire evening. I just watched Netflix. I'm like, I watch Netflix all the time. It's a really great way. Cause the thing is, is that I have a very active brain. I say. <laughs> yeah. Um, I run my own business along with my business partner. And I'm constantly either creating content. The amount of times like we, we'll, we'll be hanging out for the day. I mean, we hung out for several hours on Saturday where we would just, it, it was just chill time to hang out together. How many podcast episodes did we? We're like, oh, we need to do a podcast on that. Oh, we need make to do a note. podcast on make that. Make a note. Make a note. I mean, <laughs> probably three or four that day alone. Three or four instances, yes. separate instances yes. within the day. And I feel like each one of those inter- instances, and we're just talking about general life and what's yeah. going on. Like it wasn't a work. Like we were like, we're not working. There's yes. no work. And it's like, Ooh, ooh, in this, in this, in this. Let's take a note so that when we do do work, we actually have something to reference back to. We remember this conversation that we had. And taking the notes allowed us to completely clear it so Uh we could enjoy in that moment. It's like, no, I don't have to hold on to this Mm -hmm. now because if we tried to, I mean, shit, if we tried to hold on to all the ideas, we would have lost half of them. And it's like, no, just make a quick note. And yeah. I mean, we have about, we have a bit, just to just give you guys an idea, we have, um, just to give everyone listening an idea, we have about 60 episodes, which are already planned out content wise. We probably have maybe another, I want to say 70 to 80 ideas in the pipeline. And that doesn't include also the ones that we get sent as requests from people that on top of that. So like, we have a lot of ideas about this. And the thing is, because everything in life, everything, everything you do, do every, every second of every day, day. <laughs> meets your needs. We may have said that before. Um, that like, even when we're out and about doing things, they're like, oh, actually, that would be a helpful thing to tell other people about and remind them about this thing that relates to needs. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yes, I'm trying to find my way back on my train now. Um, So like even when we're taking time off, my brain is very active. And so especially when I'm on my own and um, I'm not having conversation, like I'll be sitting there and I'll be 
um, doing something, if I'm just resting and just chilling out and not doing anything, I, t- I tend to be something, I tend to be need to be doing something to occupy my brain. Because if I don't give my brain something to do, it goes, oh, we haven't got anything to do. Let's go think about this work thing. Let's go create some content. I, I can't tell you the amount of times I'm like, I'm going on a retreat for three days and I come back with a stack of content. Like, we were meant to be taking time off. I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, my brain didn't get the memo apparently because I because when I'm away, I often will switch off from everything. I switch off from Netflix. I go offline, all those sort of things. Um, and so, quite often, what I find I end up needing to do is I end up I end up end up needing to give myself my brain something to focus on. Now, there's a difference between giving something to focus on and something to work on. Something to focus on is that normally just something to keep it occupied and allow it to relax in a way that it won't if I completely switch off from everything because at that point it goes looking for something to think about. So, for example, I might read a book. That's one way that I will um, sometimes give my brain something to do. One of the things I also do is I watch Netflix because it's mindless. I don't, my brain doesn't have to think. I mean, admittedly, I might be watching something and I'm like, oh, that's a podcast episode. But then what I do is what Serena just said. I'm like, oh, I'm going to make a note of that in our little notebook, where that shared notebook that's about podcast ideas. I put it in there and I can let it go out of my brain. And then something else might come up. Oh, I'm going to put it in there. And, and then my brain gives, gets a break. It gets to rest. It doesn't think about anything of the things it would normally be thinking about every other day you know it's like so many so many people are like oh god I wasted so much time I was on Netflix I'm like that's not a waste of time if it's meeting your needs if it's a distraction or an avoidance that's something entirely different I also want to make a comment on the Netflix thing go right ahead this was a realization that I think I I probably had before Mm -hmm. but I didn't say it out loud until this like a week ago and I had the thing I I love I love documentaries, but Mm -hmm. we do documentaries a lot to do like shadow work, to do, to really kind of find out about the different things that we haven't had the lived experience. Right. Absolutely. So I've realized documentaries are very rarely a time for me to relax because my, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure things out. And that was something that I could easily identify with. Like when I put on a documentary, I'm doing it to learn. Right. Like that's the purpose of me watching it. Absolutely. For... I mean, since college, I've had I, I love the murdery, the murdery like uh, true, true crime, crime type yeah. of things, and I get into it, and it fascinates me, and all the different elements. And I got into a point where I can like I'll watch one and I'll be like, oh wow, that was really interesting, and then I go down a rabbit hole. I'm like, let me find all of the murders, like, and I, I know it sounds it's, it's like it's like my last my worst nightmare. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I talked to her about that. She's like, oh, we're talking about murdery things again. Yeah, Great. I watched Encanto last night. That's my kind of thing. <laughs> like, like to switch off, like. It's a little different, like the same. <laughs> but I used to think of that as my way to relax. Like I used to binge watch SVU. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be wondering why I'm like anxious and my mind is going and it's like I'm a little bit more sensitive. And it not thinking of the fact like that, like me binge watching murder shows in shows that have a very heavy and um, triggering content. And also a very like like intellectually engaging subject matter like it's getting you to think in different ways which can be what you're looking for but if you're doing it like when I'm binge watching when I have enough time to binge watch something I'm usually needing to rest reading needing to rest I Mm -hmm. need to watch 
for some for a while it was trash TV, and then the trash TV was making me more anxious. I was like, actually, I saw all the needs in it. Oh God, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because then I audit. Well, yeah. Now it's. Yeah. I mean, I think I realized it before because I mean, I was a mm-hmm. I was a Jersey Shore girl. I loved it, and then it was like oh, wow, like the yelling's getting to me. The yeah. Like just the little things. And I'm like, I realized I was being energetically yeah. triggered by yeah. it. And I'm like, oh, I don't really feel as good watching this anymore. Mm-hmm. And then I learned the need stuff. And I have a hard time with a lot Ding. of reality shows. But that... I still watch them. But again, I watch it from a different point of view. I watch it from that, okay, this is interesting to kind of see how people are meeting their needs through these different dynamics. Um but, but it was interesting. I mean, years yeah. of doing that because I thought that was me relaxing. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm enjoying this. And it's like, yeah, but you're not you're not giving your brain a rest. Right. Like, because if you're watching, I mean, those shows are made to have a reaction. Like you're you're supposed they're meant to you're supposed to think about it. Like, right. Yeah, absolutely. And now I know you like watch a lot of like cartoons and stuff like that as a way of like switching off. Mm -hmm. So you can fully switch off. Yeah. I mean, that's if you look, if you look at our streaming service, it's there's a lot of heavy stuff. Recommended for you is an interesting look at her her place. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) Really? (laughs) It's like, okay. (laughs) It's kind of like my music taste. Right. All over the place. But there is a lot of cartoons in there. And it's like, you are a. 40-year-old woman, what are you doing watching this as the constant? It's like... I'm pausing you right there. Uh Because that's one of the issues that we have in our culture. You're a certain age, so you shouldn't watch this stuff. And it's like, no, if that meets your needs, Mm -hmm. then it doesn't matter what age you are. Like, we all have an inner child. That in it, like minor child freaking loved the gummy bears. Like gummy I, bears bouncing here, here and there and everywhere. Yeah, yeah. We'll stop there because otherwise we will go off on a tangent. Like that sort of thing. Like minor child loved that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, to the extent where I remember years ago, um, we found like all the old like TV themes from like when we were kids. And I was in I was in the car with uh, my uh, my sister and brother in law, and I was like I was like, oh my god, this one! And then we'd all sing along. And then like the my sister was used to say the issue with me having the control of the music in the car was that she never got to listen to any of the songs all the way through because <laughs> I find another one I get excited about like oh what about this one and everything. But it's like even just the music, I get excited got got excited because like that part of me loved that. That part of me still exists within me. I didn't go, okay, I'm now only adult and that part of me does not exist. Although some people might try to pretend that's true. Like we all have these different parts inside of us. And it's like, who cares? Who cares if you're watching cartoons? Like if it works for you and it meets your needs, it doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter what gender you are. It doesn't matter where you sit on any kind of spectrum. It matters that it is meeting your needs. And as long as you are not harming yourself or anybody else, that's 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 the deciding factor. Like if it's harming you or it's harming somebody else, that's a question to revisit and decide maybe to find something else. If it's not harming you or anybody else, go fucking do it. Mm-hmm. That's all I got to say. Sorry. I had to, I, I know I jumped it's, in the middle of your conversation. No, I appreciate that you did because I mean that... That is somebody else's view saying, mm-hmm. no, that's, you shouldn't be meeting your needs in that way. Fuck you. Yeah. Who are you to tell me how to meet my needs? Absolutely. And it's we're like, gonna do a, we're going to do an episode on that mm-hmm. very soon because, yeah, I mean. It happens a lot. And the thing about it is, is that, the, as I said, like the things that I watch to enjoy, Serena's like, oh my God, you watch that? And I'm like, yeah, like 
it I find it interesting um, and it engages my brain in a way that in the times I'm watching that that's what I'm doing mm-hmm. and I'm <laughs> she's like I watch this thing and I'm like you watch you watch what and I'm like okay that, but that's cool that's the whole thing like there's not like a judgment of of like oh Serena's judging what I'm watching or I'm judging it's us saying oh god that wouldn't be something that would meet my needs to watch and that could the be the, the surprise of it I mean right. we were talking about a show the other day and she was like oh have you seen the show and I was like yeah and she's like oh I love it for this reason I'm like oh cool I put it on for five minutes and I couldn't get through it because I was about to jump through the tv like (laughs) and it was just and there wasn't like in the energy of not judging you can like be as Claire said oh that's not that doesn't resonate with me but I'm glad you have something that resonates with you and that's the good thing about the relationship between the two of us like the reaction that we give sometimes is like the, it's like the peas with the fish and chips like some people would have felt judged by that and the truth is like I'm like it's what we do <laughs> and I also know that, that and that's the thing is like it's a silly example but I know that Serena's not judging me she's just going wait what oh that's not something that would work for me I'm surprised it works for you because it wouldn't work for me but I also know that what works for me doesn't work for you and like vice versa. And that's the beauty of our relationship is that we've had those conversations. We know each other well enough to know there's nothing of that in it. But in actual fact, what it is, us going, oh, oh, I didn't know that about you. Well, that's kind of interesting. Well, and sometimes you find like through discussions like that, there have been ways that Claire meets her needs. And I'm like, oh, I never thought of that. Actually, mm-hmm. I think that would feel good for me too. And I get these new ideas that I never would right. have thought of. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so it's so quick for us to kind of judge that. It's like, oh, that's like, you, you're doing your, you're doing it how? Um, which kind of feels like this like judgment. And often in those situations, it can be. It's like this superiority thing. It's like, oh God, I wouldn't do it that way. I do it this way and my way is better kind of thing. I'm going to get my, I, this this just came into my head, but it's like, oh, I'm going to get my nails done. Mm-hmm. And having somebody be like, oh, I'm going to paint my nails. Well, why don't you just go and get them done? Yeah. Like my way of doing it is better than your way. Like actually, like for, for a long time, I never used to get my nails done anywhere else because I get um, a bit of a reaction to a lot of the polishes that get used. Now, these days, I actually take my own polishes with me and say, hey, could you use this? Um, but like for the longest time, that was a thing. So it's like, yes, that might work for you, but that doesn't work for me. And that's one of the things is that when we kind of come into that superiority place of like, oh, I know better, it cuts us off from listening to somebody else and being like, oh, oh, that could work. Oh, it doesn't really work for me like this. Oh, I wonder if I did it this way. Like, how could I tweak that to find another way of doing things that would work for me? And this is kind of interesting because we've kind of gone a little off off track from where we started. Um, But I think that the important thing about all of this is that we need to find out and the thing that kind of tying this all back together again, like what we've just been talking about and what we were talking about at the beginning is like finding the things that are taking a break for you. Finding the things that work for you that give your body a break, that give your brain a break, that give your heart a break, that give your energy a break. Like the things that really, and like listening to like, what is it that I'm needing right now? Actually, I need rest and I need rest. Every part of me needs rest rather than actually I'll rest this part, but this part's going to be doing some stuff. Uh, or I'm going to rest this part and that part's going to be doing some stuff. And not passing judgment on yourself right. for, yes. for what you need. And like, if it is rest, like being like, okay, like give yourself the gratitude 
for listening to yourself that you need rest. And give yourself permission to meet your needs. Because that's mm-hmm. the thing. We've talked about this in the past. Needs aren't nice tos, get tos. It would be nice ifs, they're musts. And so that that judgment normally comes because we see it as an indulgence. And we see rest as an indulgence. So we do everything possible to avoid rest, which is why we then get into the task switch. It's like, oh, I can't, like, I, I shouldn't just rest. But I could do this. That's different. And that's less energy than this. So uh, that's better. Like, well, yeah, it might you might be losing energy at a lower rate but you're not building energy by doing that and that's often what we're what we're seeking in those moments what we want to do is like figure out what are things that we need to build our um, our energy and build our um, resources and build our needs at that point and sometimes that's what rest is and so if you catch yourself going oh god I couldn't possibly take a rest um, it's just to kind of catch yourself and go, actually do I need rest right now because often when you like frame it that I need this versus I'd like this or it would be nice if I did this it changes how we feel about it. And that's our way to kind of give ourselves permission to truly take a break rather than just jump to the next task on Alice. <laughs> on that topic. Yes. <laughs> um, fuck. Why do I do it to myself too? They're just gone, gone. Like, hi. It was, It. I felt, oh, not judging yourself. Like for a while, like I didn't identify with the fact that sometimes taking a shower is just taking a shower. Like sometimes I just hate taking a shower because it means that, the the mental obligation to me is to then do my hair to do all the things Mm -hmm. but like sometimes what I need is to just wash off everything the energy and having that be something that I'm doing for myself and like I think it was actually you that got me to thinking like you know she's like no I just need to I need to go home I need to be in water I you know I want to wash away everything Mm -hmm. and it was me I would have never thought of that as a way to meet my needs Mm mm-hmm like, and that's not just, that's not just a need for me. That's usually a ding, 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 where right. I'm meeting multiple needs. When I go in with the intent, like, I'm really going to wash, I'm going to wash everything. I'm going to just relax my mind. I'm going to close my eyes and really clear everything. And if I, at the beginning, had been like, well, that's a, that's a stupid way to meet your needs. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to shower because then you'll be dirty and stinky. And it's like... Well, and it's interesting, like, this is a, a good example because uh, for somebody else, they may need just to step into the shower. They don't need to clean themselves because it's not that they don't need to clean themselves, but that's what they've got the capacity for at that point in time. But being in the shower meets the needs more than it does to not. So it's like it's like figuring out the way of these. And like and most people would think, well, why would you get in the shower and not wash? Because that's the point of taking the shower, isn't it? And it's like, well, actually, sometimes the shower can just be a way of like they often um, talk about it for people with depression. Like if you have depression, sometimes actually you don't have the capacity to wash, um, but they say take a shower over taking a bath because it's moving things it's moving the energy a little bit Um, and sometimes you don't have the capacity to wash you just step under the shower and just being under the water can help and like most people wouldn't think of that as a way of meeting needs but sometimes that's exactly what it is it's a way of meeting our needs and it's like the more open we can be to the the, these kind of different ideas from different places um, the more options we're going to get for different ideas that we could maybe use ourselves so um, I think that's probably it for today. Anything else that you want to add to the mix? Not if you want me to stay on any sort of a track. <laughs> I kind of, I mean, I'm almost tempted. Don't invite I, that in right I'm now. I'm almost <laughs> tempted because I know where that, 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 that could lead. You know where that could lead. It's going to be fun. <laughs> we'll do that at some point. We'll just come in. We'll have no clue what we're going to talk about one day and just oh, see Jesus. where we end up. That could be kind of fun. I like the idea of doing that. Anyway. <laughs> 
for today. Thank you for joining us. Um, I'm going to wear a conductor hat during that one. So sorry? I, I'm going to wear a conductor hat during that one so I can at least feel like I somewhat know where my train is. <laughs> <laughs> the train will be ev- anywhere it needs to be that day. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for watching. Uh, remember to stay safe, to continue meeting your needs, and we will see you next time. Lots of love. Bye, Bye friends. That's it for today. If you liked what you heard and would like to see some of Serena's awesome facial expressions, check out the video podcast via Patreon. And remember, task switching is not the same thing as taking a break. Well, shit. It really is that simple. <laughs>